Hello and welcome to our podcast, Within the Mist, a hidden place where we walk into the dark and clouded unknown. I am your howling host, Gary, here to entertain and inform you about the likes of cryptids, ghosts, and the wild wolves in the wilderness. I am joined by my alpha pack leader and wife, Goldie Ann. How are you today, Goldie Ann? I'm good. How are you, Gary? I am doing pretty well. It's freakishly warm, though, considering <laughs> yeah. it's uh, almost December now. It is. It's crazy. But I wanted to utilize this time to... Again, ask for our audience who have their own stories of encounters with creatures in the woods or if they've experienced a ghost in the home or maybe lights in the sky. We are going to start adding listener stories to our Thursday interview episodes, so I would like to start collecting those right away. So if you have a story to tell, uh, either email it to us and we'll read it out for you or uh, get in contact with us, and we'll record you telling this story. I would love to start playing those on Thursdays as well because I've met a lot of people and they've had some incredible stories to share, and I want to start saving those and putting those on the air for you. Yeah, I'm really excited for people to start doing that because, I mean, some of the stories we've heard just by you know, people on the street have been insane. It's like, dang it, why didn't I record that? I know I'm going to have to start carrying the little uh, lapel mic that I have on the road with us so that I can plug it into the cell phone and start recording these when we're out. Right. But before we start getting to those listener stories, maybe they even have a joke to share. I knew it. Well, you never know, Goldie. And with cold weather starting to come in, what do you call a cold wolf? Um... This sounds like it should be an easy one. A cold wolf is a, um, um, I don't know. How about a chili dog? Damn it. I knew it sounded like it'd be easy. It was easy. <sighs> and funny. Yeah, funny. But our today's episode involves a story of a war between men and wolves. Mm-hmm. These are stories of hunting that may be upsetting to some of our listeners. The puppies don't die, right? <clears throat> Anyways, we are storytellers who have gathered information on some of our favorite mysteries to bring to you. We don't attempt to scare our listeners on purpose. Well, maybe just a little. Listener discretion is always advised. Ancient tales of those mysterious places where animals go to die have always intrigued the highest animal of all. Man has always looked for them, whether it is an elephant's graveyard or the dying place of the great bison. Men for centuries have searched for the one spot within each region toward which old and wounded beasts struggle, driven by some instinctual urge during their final days. Haunted Heartland by Beth Scott and Michael Norman is a collection of legends from the Midwest states, and one of the favorite legends takes place in southern Ohio and deals with one such place. Somewhere within present-day Jackson and Pike counties, old-timers will tell you there is such a graveyard for the magnificent gray wolf. It is a place where these magnificent pack animals go to die. Its name was originally the Great Buzzard's Rock, 
but later generations knew it simply as Big Rock. The area has been called Big Rock after the rocky peak that towers 200 feet above the surrounding countryside. There's a small cave high on the side of the peak, which is also said to be the home of the Wolf King, Old Raridan, whose legend says he was killed in an epic battle with the local settlers at the end of the 18th century. This haunted place provides his ghost, which is said to prowl the area and howl at the moon from the cliff edge during a full moon. I want to see a ghost puppy. Well, then let me tell you about one. As we walk along the trails within the mist and discover the legend of Old Raridan. Chapter 1. The Deaths on the Big Rock. The earliest explorers found this high granite flat-topped hill a dying place of wolves. It could be seen bones of hundreds of the animals lay strewn on its surface. Buzzards floated in the skies above, awaiting for new arrivals. According to the Pawnee creation myth, the wolf was the very first creature to experience death. This legend comes from of Wolves and Men by Barry Holston Lopez. It is told in the creation legend of the Pawnee that a great council was held to which all of the animals were invited. Now, for some reason, no one remembers the brightest star in the southern sky known as the Wolf Star, which we call Sirius, was not invited to this council. He watched from a distance silent and angry while everyone else decided how to make the earth. In the time after the Great Council, the wolf star directed his resentment over this bad treatment at the storm that comes out of the West, who had been charged by the others with going around the earth and seeing to it that things went well. Storm, as a caretaker, carried a whirlwind bag with him as he traveled, and the Native American legend said that inside of this bag were the very first people. When he stopped to rest in the evening, he would let the people out and they would set up camp and hunt buffalo. One time, the wolf star sent a great gray wolf down to follow Storm around. Storm fell asleep and the wolf stole his whirlwind bag, thinking there might be something good inside to eat. He ran far away with it. And when he opened it, all the people ran out. And he ate them? Not quite. Oh. He was kind of surprised as they set up camp and suddenly looking around, they saw that there was no buffalo to hunt. When these first people realized that it was a wolf and not Storm that had let them out of the bag, they were very angry. They chased and they ran the wolf down and then they killed the great gray wolf. When the storm that comes out of the west finally woke up and located the first people, he saw what they had done and he became very sad. He told them that by killing the wolf, they had brought death into the world. That had not been part of the plan, but now man must experience and it was forevermore the way. Since that time, There's been an ongoing war between man and wolves, resulting in deaths for both sides. Until the end of the Revolutionary War, wolves in this region of Ohio were of little concern to man. 
There were very few people, and the occasional explorer who shot a wolf only did it when it posed a threat. The Native American Indians and early settlers had managed to find a peaceful coexistence with the gray wolves. However, as civilization edged westward, all that changed. Progress created a problem as people began pushing their way into the Ohio Valley and setting up farms. These pioneers began settling into the fertile lands and forests, bringing livestock and villages with them. Wolves have no place in the frontier settlement. As pioneers killed deer for meat, this diminished the herds that were the wolves' source of food. So they began to go hungry. In order to find food, they began to prey on livestock. Wolf attacks on the cattle became more and more frequent. Eventually, the farmers grew angry and began to take matters into their own hands, and they started hunting down the gray wolves from the area. Settlers started slaughtering wolves whenever and wherever they could find them. The wolves were hunted mercilessly and with reckless abandon. Every new town pushed the wolves farther west, but they would not abandon their final resting place, their spiritual home of Big Rock. Each wolf pack had its own leader. In about 1796, settlers noticed that one pack of several dozen wolves followed a magnificent, enormous gray wolf. They called him Old Raridan, the King of Wolves. Nobody knew where this creature had come from, as they had never seen him as a cub or as a young wolf. He seemed to have just appeared and took over the leadership of the pack. This would enable the wolves to fight back. Finally. Chapter 2, Old Raridan. How he got his name isn't known, only that this awesome beast, larger and more powerful than his comrades, often prowled in the distance after wolves had killed a farm animal. He knew what the hunter's guns could do and always kept himself and his pack out of range. He seemed smarter than the other wolves and was able to avoid any and all traps. The settlers seemed unable to hunt down this wolf or his pack, and it wasn't until they gathered up together that they set out after Old Raridan. To avenge the increasingly frequent raids by Old Raridan's pack, Groups of a dozen or more pioneers would set off after him together, their hounds baying in pursuit. And although there were many wolves and hounds killed during this fight between the two of man and wolves, Old Raridan always eluded capture. The fact that it seemed almost impossible to kill Old Raridan brought forth rumors of the wolf possessing supernatural powers as if the wolf star granted him the same abilities as the ancient Pawnee legend. Could he appear and disappear like a spirit? Was he impervious to the bullets of the man's gun? It got to the point that even the godly preachers prayed for his death. Rude. Unfortunately, his fatally wounded followers would make their painful way back to Big Rock to die. Not even the bravest farmer dared follow a dying wolf to that strange and haunted place. Old Raridan protected it 
with his very life. No tracking hound approached it, and no man ever saw it once Old Raritan came into view. As the fame of Old Raritan grew, so did the number of hunters seeking to put an end to his murderous ways. Old Raritan's time was running out. Every man wanted to be the one known as the one who killed the king of the wolves. In the taverns of the towns, that's all they could talk about, how they came so close to ending Old Raritan. At last, only a few tough old wolves survived among the Old Raritan and his mate. The bones of hundreds of followers littered Big Rock. The settlers were winning. Then, sometime in 1801, word spread through the Ohio Valley that only Old Raritan and his last of his pack still lived. Hatred for the old wolf fanned over many years and became a fury that they could not stop Old Raritan. People talked of nothing else. Even women and children took part in the feverish search for this old wolf king. Vastly outnumbered, Raritan found even his skill and cunning, learned through hundreds of battles, could not save him. An army of men with dozens of hounds now stalked the woods surrounding Big Rock, searching him out. Chapter 3 The Final Confrontation And then it happened. No! On one dark day, when the battle between settlers and wolves came head to head, a group of hunters managed to corner Old Raritan's last pack and even his mate at the base of Big Rock. Hunters cornered the wolves and his mate in some low hills near the Ohio River. When the wolves stopped there, the superstitious settlers refused to go farther. The wolves killed several hounds, but in the process, the pack was killed off and the she-wolf was wounded. Under a barrage of heavy gunfire, the female gray wolf fell to the ground. But just as the hunters set their dogs loose to finish the poor wolf off, there was a loud cry. It was a wolf echoing through the woods. In an instant, Old Raritan leaped in front of the dogs and began fighting them all off. Old Raritan, as huge as any animal could possibly be, would not leave his mate. Falling on the ground, standing over her, he fought against the overwhelming number of hounds that attacked. The hounds held to the trail as the day-long hunt wore on. For every wound that the hounds inflicted, Old Raritan, one of their numbers lost his life. Just a mile from the top of Big Rock, the hounds encircled the pair. Old Raritan let out a howl that froze the marrow in the pursuing hunter's bones, and then he turned and rushed the dogs. The fight was merciless. Old Raritan, protecting his mortally wounded mate, slashed in fury moving inch by bloody inch to the foot of the trail leading to the Big Rock Summit, the sacred burial ground of the gray wolves. Then, the baying hounds, through some instinctual fear or compassion, started to fall back. It was at that moment 
a shot rang out. The she-wolf dropped with a bullet in her heart and died. A second shot hit old Raritan's right hip, exploding in a sickening shower of flesh and bone. The great gray warrior staggered towards his lifelong companion with his blood flowing from a dozen wounds. He raised his ragged gray head, once majestic and unbowed, but now a mass of bloody fur, and he surveyed the hunters who had destroyed his wolf pack, his pride, and his family. His stare became a final challenge to the men. Here I am, he seemed to say. Take me. Not more than fifty paces distant, the hunters could easily have finished off their quarry. Every man had bragged about wanting to be the one to kill the king of the wolves. Yet each stood welded to the earth, weapons unraised. The battle was over. The hunters watched from a safe distance as old Raritan, bleeding profusely, turned toward the trail and dragged the still body of his mate up to the summit of Big Rock. Though it disappeared into the heavy brush, he knew his destination was close. Old Raritan let out a thunderous cry, Ow! And then he fell beside his mate. Everything went quiet. From the top of Big Rock floated an answer to the King of the Wolves. It was almost an echo, yet more ethereal. It seemed to give the old wolf new energy, for he gently fastened his powerful jaws around the nape of his mate's neck and began to drag her up the trail to the final dying place of the wolves. That's horrible. Are you okay? Yeah. I know you get kind of sad at these kind of stories. Chapter 4, Beyond Death Old Raritan is more than a folktale to many who have seen his ghostly specter still prowling his old forest kingdom. Even today, locals swear that on dark moonless nights, the woods around the area known as Big Rock shake from the sound of a thunderous wolf cry that seemed to echo from everywhere. They also say that if you venture too close to the summit of Big Rock, you will find yourself face to face with the enormous ghost of old Raritan, who still stands proud against the darkening sky to guard over the area he once roamed and the final resting place for the Grey Wolves. Eric Hoskins, who is the proprietor of the cabins at Big Rock, once wrote of his own explorations of the cave that is said to be the home of the spirit of old Raritan. Wait, the cabins at Big Rock? Yes. Can we stay at these cabins at Big Rock? That's going to be in my next chapter on popular culture. I can go see a wolf puppy? A ghost of a wolf puppy. Now, Eric Hoskins, who is the proprietor of the cabins at Big Rock, wrote of his own explorations of the cave that is said to be home of the spirit of old Raritan. Quote, In October, a few years ago, I and a couple of friends were standing in front of the cave at the base of Big Rock. We heard what sounded like a howl come from inside the cave. 
It happened a few more times as we stood there, and we soon realized that shouting into the cave would trigger the howl. It was so eerie sounding. When I finally went into the cave to investigate, I fully expected to be mauled by a wolf. (laughs) That would be me. Upon entering the cave, I found it to be empty, but when I spoke, a howl seemed to emanate from the roof of the cave. Now, Big Rock has a crack that runs vertically up the face to the very top, the spiritual home of the gray wolves. The proprietor decided that the howling animal must be on top of the rock and that the crack was channeling the sound to the cave. We were getting ready to hike to the top to check it out when the howl changed to a more mechanical type of sound, like a growl or a scraping. It was then that we realized the sound was the two massive halves of Big Rock moving and rubbing against each other. This movement happens when the seasons change. It is surely this phenomenon that spawned the legend of Old Raritan. However, other peoples disagree. It it seems a little unlikely that the timing of two rocks rubbing against each other to create a howl seems a little bit far-fetched, but it's just as unlikely as there being a ghost of a wolf inside of the cave that creates the howl as well. That's not unlikely. So it's up to you. You can take the scientific approach or you can take the spiritual. I was never any good at science. Scientifically, wolves were hunted to extinction in Ohio. So there are no gray wolves at Big Rock. So it would have to be a ghostly wolf making that howling noise. It seems that a high bounty was placed on wolf skins in the region. In the 1800s, wolf pelts sold for $15 a piece. That's the equivalent to more than $300 per pelt today. So for every wolf killed, the hunter would earn $300. Because of this inflated reward rate, wolves were fully extinguished from Ohio in 1842. However, soon after they were expunged, coyotes took their place in the state's ecosystem. Even though they fill a similar spot in Ohio's natural predatorial food chain, there are several differences between wolves and coyotes. Yeah, how about size? And wolves typically travel in packs of six to eight, while coyotes are more often found in male and female pairs alone. Some researchers suggest wolves leave their biological footprint in Ohio's environment in the form of wolf-coyote hybrids. Please remember, Old Raritan did have a mate, so it is possible that there were wolf cubs of Old Raritan's bloodline. And maybe those wolves mated with coyotes, and that the coyotes that are now roaming the area of Ohio are Old Raritan's bloodline, still going on. And the large shadowy beast and its mate that are seen in the moonlight today might be one of these hybrid coyote pairs. Old Raritan in his natural form. Chapter 5 Popular Culture. Okay, as you mentioned, Goldian, in this area near Big Rock is a collection of cabins that you can rent. And you can walk the trails up Big Rock and around the forest area to where you could explore or see the top of Big Rock at moonlight. Um, So you can stay in a cabin just beneath Old Raritan's lair. That's awesome. 
thought you would like that. So we'll have to add that to the bucket list of places to stay. Okay. Uh, any final words? Um, yeah, this this been a horrible story. I am very not happy with you right now. I don't know why you would do this. Um, I still have to go to work later, and I'm going to be depressed. Okay. Well, on a positive note, the settlers did realize their mistake. Although it was too late to save the gray wolves, they did become a lot smarter in their settlements and more in tune with nature. And because of that, the area of Ohio is a protected forest land where people can go today and escape the city life and experience nature as it was back in the 1800s. And play with wolf puppies? Maybe not, but you do have the opportunity to um, see the trees and the mountains and will always be protected because of the lessons that Old Raritan gave to the settlers. I do want to go to one of those places, though, that you can actually play with wolf wolves. Oh, my gosh, they're so big. They are huge, and we have a Great Dane, so for us to say that is saying something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, what is known of Old Raritan's final battle is based on legends. No hunters ever spoke on record about their experiences that day, and it's doubtful that anyone would have believed this story. Something beyond human understanding took place on that final battle in the wilderness, something that changed all of those men. So I think it's time to go out and listen for the howling of the wolves back from the within the mist. I do want to add one thing, though. Sure. Um, while you were talking and the good parts during the battle, we have a golden retriever, and she's over here asleep on the floor, and her tail was actually wagging at some of it. I thought it was kind of cute. Well, maybe she's a fan of old Raritan. Mm-hmm. We are on social media and would love to hear your stories and opinions about the old Raritan legend. Do you think that the spirit of this great wolf king still stands atop Big Rock and howls during the full moon? Oh. You can reach us on our Facebook page, Within the Mist Podcast. We are also on Instagram and Twitter. We even have an email at Podcast at gmail.com for any of you who would like to share your stories. We hope you enjoyed our tale of Old Raritan, and we'll come again for another episode. Until then, look closely at the top of the rock and remain constantly curious. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.